0: Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode, a spectacular episode, if I may say, of Pop Culture Ooh. on the Rocks. Hopefully, I should say, maybe I shouldn't speak too soon. <laughs> But we're back. It's me, Anna, and we're back with our favorite person, Callan. Callan, how are
0: you doing? Well, thank you so much. (laughs) I am good. I have had quite the day. I've got a fun little anecdote to throw in here. So hopefully that'll be entertaining to at least like one or two people.
1: I know I will be one. I'm sure there will at least be another one.
0: My roommate slash co-worker and I, Caitlin slash very good friend. A few times we've taught a class for our boss who is a professor, an adjunct professor at Ole Miss. So she teaches um, this class called account planning in the school that I graduated from, the department. So usually like every semester we will be guest speakers for one day um class session Mm -hmm. so we did that this morning it's bright and early at 8 a.m thankfully i was alert i had (laughs) that new starbucks shaken espresso drink there you go ready to roll it was actually pretty good it's very trendy i've seen people trying it i actually liked it so good on them for doing something good It's called account planning, like I said. So it's learning how to narrow down like target audiences for a marketing campaign and like identify who you're trying to reach for a certain client, Mm -hmm. making like consumer profiles, not taking just like demographic data, but moving further, deeper into things they like, you know their interests, their online behavior, things like that, so you know which platforms to advertise to them through. Yeah. So... We were speaking specifically on choosing that media placement for clients based on your audience. So, at the end of the session, we had them do audience profiles for us. Mm -hmm. We gave them four minutes to just look us up online and see what they could find. Okay. Anything goes, just find whatever you can, and then we're going to use whatever info you find To turn us into like consumer profiles, and then you choose how you think we should be targeted. Okay. First of all, the song that played while they were doing their research was Circle of Life, but Mm. the Circle of Friends version from Disney Channel. (laughs) Oh, wow. What a throwback. So good. It's a classic. (laughs) Makes me laugh every time when I see Orlando Brown in his tracksuit. (laughs) The whole reason I'm talking about this is because. I thought that song specifically was funny to mention, but also what they found for me was hilarious to me. Apparently when you Google me, like my Twitter is a thing that comes up really, you know, high up in the search. Mm-hmm. When we asked like, what did you find on Callen? One girl goes, um, I found your Twitter and it's really weird and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay, thank you." I guess. <laughs> right. I don't know what that means. Um probably because literally last night I retweeted, you know, something that I just saw in the feed that I thought was hilarious and it was a picture of like the cast of Twilight like from <laughs> the prime like movie days yes. and the caption was "I love Paramore."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I saw that you posted that. Yeah, that was great.
0: That was a funny comment and so I'm glad someone found it interesting and like I don't even tweet super regularly it's like I'll come out of the woodwork you know for something but the best thing probably was we're like okay what what do you think I'm interested in based on what you're seeing Mm -hmm. and this one girl goes sports and drinking (laughs) I was like drinking okay like (laughs) I said, what can I ask? Like, you know, wondering if she saw something for the podcast right. or something yeah. like that. And she said it was on my Twitter. It was like whatever I tweeted during the Super Bowl where I was talking about my third Moscow meeting <laughs> oh, being more okay. interesting in yeah. the game. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, well, that's not wrong. But also, oh my gosh, I'm all over the place. <laughs> and then one guy really dug deep, I guess, in Instagram and said that I was into Comic-Con. So I was impressed by that okay. one. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, it was very entertaining. (laughs) Wow. What a great story. Don't you just love the youth of today? Gen Z, man. (laughs) It's like, to me, if you look at my Instagram, it's like travel Mm -hmm. is the most obvious thing. And nobody said that. So (laughs) glad I'm known for drinking um, and for Twilight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's on brand with Pop Culture on the Rock. So
0: it is. It's I should I really should have plugged the podcast Be like, well, if you like that, then listen to this out. (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's free publicity right there so exactly so hopefully they they came across it clicked on our our page yeah because we do have social media for good old pop culture on the rocks if you're interested so check us out on twitter instagram reach out to us via email and we're on discord Mm -hmm. join our chat yeah.
1: Let us know if you were in Callan's class, because we would love to hear from you. And let us yes. know if you found any other dirt that you dug up. That would be great.
0: I would love to hear <laughs> any and all. Well, how are you doing? I'm
1: doing pretty good. Uh, just, you know, living the life, doing the same old, same old. But this podcast makes life a little more exciting. So that's that's always good.
0: I totally agree. What are you drinking tonight? Yeah, I'm sorry I dived into a whole story with not talking about what we're You're saying. good. I went right to it. Um, you know, I love drinking, so <laughs> let me tell you what I'm right, having you tonight. You have to get into that right now. <laughs> yes. Well, I made another Moscow Mule. Nice. Got it in a copper mug, so still got my Tito's vodka and some limes. I'm trying a new ginger beer. I think we're going to go on a journey together of finding that ginger beer. I love it. That is the best, yeah. I... Still don't have Vic's recommendation. Um, I haven't gotten that yet, but I picked this one up when I was at Trader Joe's the last time, mm-hmm. and I've seen the brand before. It's Reed's. I think you can get it like at Kroger too. Um, uh, but. I could buy a single bottle at Trader Joe's. I'm like, okay, let me try this. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever I had last time was really spicy. Right. This one is definitely mild. And I don't know if it's because I, you know, I don't measure anything. I don't know if it's because like it's mild or my ratios are off, Mm -hmm. but it's almost a little too mild. Oh,
1: kind of like, is it even in there?
0: Yeah. I taste a lot of lime because I put a lot of lime, but I'm like, did I not stir it enough? Like, am I going to get to the bottom and I'm drinking like straight vodka? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. I don't know. That would be exciting. (laughs) To be continued throughout (laughs) the episode, I'll let you know if it starts getting a little stronger. Yeah. Keep us updated. Like the flavor is still good, but I I need an in-between. Like I still want the ginger flavor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Otherwise I'd have another vodka soda.
1: Right. Yeah. It sounds like it would be You would just rather have that if you can't taste the ginger beer, but
0: yeah. It's not bad, but it's not it's not the one. Yeah. Well, hey, we will go on a journey
1: with you and figure this out.
0: Thank you so much for <laughs> joining along. <laughs>
1: yes, of course. What you got? I am having a repeat. I am having a, another passion fruit Paloma from the great people at Craft Mix. It is delicious, as I've said before. If you have any tequila-based drink recommendations, I would love to get your feedback because I have about a half a bottle still of tequila and I just I don't know what to do with it I have <laughs> I have some margarita mix And I think I have now one uh, mango margarita and one passion fruit Paloma craft mix left. So if you have any recommendations for tequila recipes that are not margarita related, or I guess they could be if they're, you know, different than lime and mango, then that would be great. (laughs) Right. Uh, So yeah, just let me know if you have any recommendations. I would really love it because I don't ever want any alcohol to go to waste, of course. No. Yeah, I have like... A half bottle left. Maybe that means I need to pour more shots in each drink I drink. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Why not just go ahead and make everything a double yeah. while you're at I it?
1: I have made it a double once, I know. But yeah, maybe that should be my trend. I don't know.
0: I'll be thinking, because I really like tequila. Yeah. I like a tequila shot. I like margarita. It just... It's definitely my top pick, probably. Yeah. It's not a great goal, but it is a goal <laughs> of mine to be able to sip tequila, like, on the rocks, just straight. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> I don't know. We all have our ambitions. It's okay. You know. It's okay if that's one of mine. Right. Yeah, I think I was a little influenced by watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Which, speaking of, I'll come back to it. But I have something interesting to say about that, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But, yeah, Denise Richards. She was on the last two seasons. She's not coming back. If you watch it, you know why. But Uh it's a whole thing. But she would always order casamigos reposado just straight and sip it on the rocks and i've never had casamigos the guy at the liquor store told my mom it's sweet and he literally (laughs) told her you won't like it (laughs) so okay (laughs) we haven't bought it yeah so i don't know about that but i see that brand you know a lot people drink casamigos so Mm -hmm. you know silver patron is the best but i've I'm only shooting it right now. I'm not sipping yet. So <laughs> yeah. I'll let y'all know, but I know a lot of people do tequila soda. Have you ever made that? No, I've never had tequila soda. I bet that would be good. That might be good. If you like the flavor of tequila, I don't know why you wouldn't like it, especially since you like vodka soda. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I bet that would be good. I'll be thinking and definitely y'all out there with your tequila uh, recipes, hit us up. Let us know what you recommend. Yes. With the Beverly Hills Housewives things I was just going to say that like for so many seasons, Kyle Richards has been on there and her sister is Kathy Hilton Mm -hmm. aka Paris and Nikki's mother right Kathy is actually joining the cast Hmm. this season so that's gonna be interesting she's like never even appeared hardly yeah Um, she might have been on a few times in the past but yeah I I think it's gonna be really interesting to see that dynamic because they have a complicated family. And yeah, I'm interested to get to know more about Kathy.
1: Yeah, that sounds super interesting. I've never really watched Real Housewives, but that's intriguing. I've always found the Hilton dynasty, I guess we call it. Uh, Yeah. That whole family is very interesting to learn about, so
0: yeah that'd be fun to check out definitely interesting and i i still want to see paris's documentary i haven't watched it yet yes
1: i haven't either very curious to see that yes well, other than Real Housewives, is there anything else that you've been watching or anticipating coming?
0: Actually, I was going to talk about something else, but I'm swerving because I just remembered something <laughs> that I did watch. Yeah. So I actually watched this past season of My Big Fat Fabulous Life. Oh, okay. Ever seen it? Never. <laughs> <laughs> it's been on for a while. Like, it's a TLC show. I want to say it's it has like five, six seasons maybe. Mm. And my mom has watched it for a while, so I just, I kind of watched a random episode with her towards the beginning of the season, and I was like, I'm invested now. I ended up watching the whole season with her. Mm -hmm. I was really into it, so, first of all, I'm a sucker for TLC. (laughs) They seem to just reel me into shows that I know are ridiculous, but that's kind of why you're watching. Right. But this is probably honestly the least ridiculous show I've ever seen on TLC, <laughs> aside from like trading spaces yeah. back in the day. Uh, but it follows Whitney most of her life. She's been overweight, hence the name My Big Fat Fabulous Life, mm-hmm. but she's like really embraced it and gone on a journey to be healthy. But the show is not, at least the season I've seen, I can only speak from this past right. season. It's about her relationships and her friendships, not so much like a weight loss journey or something else that we've seen on TLC. She's like living life to the fullest and she actually owns a business called No BS Active that she started. It's obviously called No BS Active, but BS stands for body shaming. So it's really designed for like, this is going to be a workout that's fun, kind of like a dance kind of thing. I know they do that in different kinds of classes. It's a place where everybody is welcome like no matter what fitness level you're at you can feel comfortable joining so I think that's really cool and inspiring that she's doing that and just living her fabulous life. Yeah. And you kind of know her friends and her relationships. I want to go back and start at the beginning because the past season was really intense because she was engaged to this guy that she met through through. The trainer that works for her, mm-hmm. her business. They dated for like six months and got engaged and everybody was like, this is so fast, blah, blah, blah. Well, they were engaged for a few months and they were kind of having a few problems and then during like the first couple months of lockdown, so like April-ish, May, mm-hmm. she found out that he had slept with an ex-girlfriend. Oh, gosh. And she was pregnant. <gasps> With his baby? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, first of all, you have Whitney, who... My mom has told me she's been through a lot, like, with relationships and stuff anyway. Yeah. So, she was, like, obviously so excited, like, she's finally engaged. Because she's in her... I think she's, like, 36, so... Mm -hmm. And she wants kids, so you know, time's ticking, unfortunately. Then you have lockdown happening and she's freaked out because obviously she's at a higher risk. So she was really nervous. She was not seeing like Anyone except whom her mom who was staying with her at the time. Mm-hmm. She's already cut off from her friends, like, you know, a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. But then she gets that news. And, like, he lived in a different city than her. Oh, so, like, he, to- he had to tell her over the... And they had not even seen each other in a couple months mm-hmm. because of quarantine. It was awful. And apparently, like, he had said to her in the past like he wasn't ready for kids and she's like dying to have a kid yeah. so it's like oh rub salt in the wound, right and then i mean the guy that works for her is his best friend so yeah the whole season was really about that journey and her trying to like move on like the beginning they were still together and then you see it kind of jump time and then mm. all of that and so anyway, it was really sad, but she she made it through, and they kind of like have mended fences in a way, like they can you know be supportive of one another, which I think is really impressive of her. Yeah, because that is a crazy situation, right?
1: That is. Oh, that's so sad.
0: It is really sad. So yeah, it's a fun show. There's a lot of funny moments, and her friends are really fun to watch. I don't know. It's kind of a nice like reality show because it it feels real. They live in um North Carolina, so okay. they got kind of that southern, you know, feel to them. Mm-hmm. They're fun. So, I'm going to go back and watch the older seasons all yeah. leading up to this drama. <laughs>
1: Right, you can watch all the the build-up. That sounds really good, though. Like you said, I feel like those kind of reality shows are fun because you feel like she's your friend and, like, all these people are your friends. Yeah. So you really connect. Yeah, I've never even heard of that, so that that sounds really great. As far as me, uh, I wanted to give an update for all my challenge fans
0: out there. Woo! I know they're out there. Yes,
1: (laughs) and kind of a correction from, uh, I guess it was last episode or the episode before that. I got the title kind of wrong. But kind of not. So, <laughs> I was talking about there is the challenge, like the, the regular show on MTV, and then there was a spin off sort of series. There are three seasons. I finished all three. The first season is actually called Champs versus Pros. So, it's the challenge champions, so like people who have won the challenge. And then the other side of the team is pro athletes. Okay, so. <laughs> The second and third season are called Champs versus Stars. And so, again, it's champs from the challenge. And some of them, they actually may not have won their season, but they made it to the finale or whatever. And then the other team is more stars. So, there are a few pro athletes, but they're also, like, some random people thrown in there. (laughs) Like, they're, they're famous for whatever it may be, like a reality show or a musician, actor, whatever. So it's very interesting. I'll definitely talk about it, I think, at some point, because I definitely am curious to hear what other people think, but also want to give my opinion if people are interested. Obviously, it's very easy to binge. Like, I watched it in a couple weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Because the episodes are short and the season's short. So, uh, yeah. So I wanted to give that disclaimer that I think I called it Champs versus Stars, So that was kind of right for season two and three. So there's that. Uh, I've been watching that and The Office. The Office is back on Peacock. Actually, I think it expires today, (laughs) unfortunately. What? Uh, Why are they taking it, it off? Well, it's not going off, but they have the entire series plus all like the bonus content. And the first two seasons are free. So, you can watch the first two seasons without a Peacock subscription, but the oh. rest of the series, you have to have a subscription to watch, and we don't have oh. a subscription to Peacock. We just watch the free content, and the past, like, week, I think, they've opened up the re- the entire series to anyone who wants to watch it. So, oh. we've been, me, Stephen and I, that's one of Steven's favorite in my favorite um, shows. So we've been watching it again, and it's been great as usual.
0: So good. That's just a classic. Very rewatchable. It is. I love it. They know what they're doing. Getting you, like, especially if you haven't seen it, like, Oh, they're dangling those Mm -hmm. two free seasons and then making you pay for the rest.
1: Yeah, they're no dummies, that's for sure. Speaking of no dummies, we're no dummies because we want to be on The Amazing Race.
0: That's correct.
1: (laughs) Do you have a reason why we should be on the
0: show? Yes. (laughs) You sound very confident. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be one of those things where, like, I know what I'm saying, but... As you're listening, I'm going to be figuring out where I'm going
1: with it. (laughs) Those are my favorite.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And unfortunately for me, that happens too much (laughs) in day-to-day life. So we're in an Amazing Race Facebook group, Mm -hmm. which I know we've mentioned um, a while back when the last season was on. It's most of the time a very pleasant place to be, you know, very happy. Obviously, there's a lot of people in there who are you know, obsessed and pay attention to things that we don't see or don't notice or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you can get some like good news in there. Yeah. So the other day I saw somebody post in the group that they were watching HGTV. The show is called Rock the Something. Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. (laughs) that's it. (laughs) Now Ryan Seacrest. Uh, um, So it's called Rock the Block on HGTV. Someone said a former contestant was actually one of the people competing on this. So like I just so happened to have literally days before watched a Random episode of Rock the Block. Oh, wow. <laughs> the odds of this are very slim. <laughs> I came in and like watched a random episode with my dad. So the premise of Rock the Block, it's like these pairs of like interior designer slash construction people fixer-upper people blah 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 that are competing there's a whole block of these houses and they're all like the same construction Mm -hmm. and so i think each episode is a different room the episode i saw they were designing the kitchen and then the judges the dude from if you're familiar with hgtv then you know, what's his name from, whichever show it is, <laughs> it was him and his wife. They got a divorce, and they were still doing the show while they were divorced. Oh, okay. And there was, like, some drama. I don't remember what happened. Definitely some legal issues. But anyway, he is now, like, engaged to somebody else, um, and they're the judges. So hmm. There's all this backstory that you may or may not have wanted or needed but anyway that's the premise of the show and one of the pairs someone recognized the man as a former amazing race contestant (laughs) he was on amazing race season 15 his name is brian he was seen with erica you would recognize them if you are a loyal race fan and i had actually figured this out on some random forum years ago but they got divorced unfortunately yeah and now he is married or or with his high school sweetheart and that is the team competing on rock the block if you watch diy or hgtv you'll recognize a lot of the people that are competing like it's not just like joe schmoe like these are actual people <laughs> yeah i don't know what brian has been doing but it's something made him qualified for this but like one team for example is nate and jeremiah nate burkus was like oprah's right. person like design mm-hmm. yeah home decor guy she really made him famous and then his husband jeremiah was a stylist for rachel zoe And I knew him from the Rachel Zoe project, Mm -hmm. her show back in the day, before they were married. And then they got married and had their own show on TLC called like Nate and Jeremiah something or other. So anyway, it's like people you would know. I enjoyed the show. Like I would keep watching. What does all that have to do with (laughs) us? Well, what I'm going to say is like these people, we are a fantastic duo. It's true. (laughs) Okay. And if you've applied for The Amazing Race, you know they ask a lot of questions about your relationship and the pros and cons of it. And having watched Brian and Erica, who are now divorced, be on it, and they were fighting a lot on the race, I know. Mm-hmm. I just believe that we would kill it. I think we're benefited by the fact that we are not married to each other. True. Because <laughs> I don't think we're going to drive each other crazy like a spouse might. Mm -hmm. Watching all these duos compete the same challenge, each interpreting in a different way of how, you know, what their best outcome is. Mm -hmm. I know that we will do that on the race ourselves as a great duo. So there you have it. That was a long-winded way to say that we're a great duo and that's why we should be on the race, but also share this information for any race fans listening who might now want to go watch rock the block
1: (laughs) right Yeah, it's always so random seeing like Worlds Collide like that, especially somebody you haven't seen in so many years, and then you're like, "Whoa, what are you doing on this show?"
0: And we've talked about this before regarding the race, but both of us for some reason each have this problem where we find it harder to remember people from the Amazing Race, mm-hmm. not just their face, but their names. Like, I feel like we can pull out Survivor or Big Brother contestants from random season or like we recognize them, remember their name, immediately amazing race it's like i'm I'm gonna remember like three out of the mm-hmm. 20 names here i don't know what it is the only
1: thing i can think of is that they're always in pairs and maybe that's why yeah. it's difficult to remember because you're remembering two people and maybe if you had one name then you can remember the other that's the thing i can think of because the other shows we watch are usually someone playing by themselves so maybe if there's yeah. another show we watch where people are playing in Duos, Maybe we can test this theory.
0: Maybe so. That probably has something to do with it. And maybe it's something about how your memory works. Because, yes, when you're watching The Amazing Race, their names flash up, you know, constantly whenever the team is on screen. Mm-hmm. But with shows like Survivor and Big Brother, not only are people saying their names a little more, but they are voting for people. Right. So you see the name being discussed. You see the name being written down. That's very true that's probably something to do with it too Mm -hmm. is that you could watch the whole episode of amazing race and not know anyone's name really if you don't pay attention to the the names on the bottom then yeah yeah that's a
1: good point that's valid well look at us dissecting
0: (laughs) I know it's analysis and I will add that I know people will remember Anna and Callan when they're oh, on yeah, their. absolutely. No one will have a problem recognizing Callanah, right? We are <laughs>
1: unforgettable.
0: That is very true.
1: Well, this is a great transition because Callan has Ooh. no idea what I'm talking about tonight, today, mm-hmm. whenever you're listening. And wow, what a great! You did great. This is going to be a great segue for me. Oh, good. So I'm doing something different today, and yes, I am talking about a show. But I'm only talking about one singular episode. And it is because there is someone that I know Callan would recognize. And hopefully some other people will as well. So.
0: I love changing it up.
1: I love it. You know, we got to keep it fresh for everybody and ourselves. So the show that I'm going to talk about is Catfish. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you know, I'm keeping with my theme of MTV shows. Look, I love the MTV train. I'm, I'm so glad because I haven't, I can't even tell you the last time I watched MTV before 2020 because I started watching the challenge per Callen's recommendation And before then, it was probably high school when I watched MTV and before high school, of course, whenever my parents weren't home and me and my sister would watch MTV whenever they didn't know, (laughs) you know, all the usuals from back in the day that we would watch. But like, I don't know, after that, I guess I just like wasn't interested in the network anymore. Like I felt like nothing really drew me in. So I was really excited to come back to MTV. It's like coming to like a crazy chaotic family once again
0: it so is and i think we need to have like a full-blown mtv just rehashing episode Uh, yes for everybody to feel nostalgic because uh there's just something about mtv it
1: really is yeah that was a moment in time
0: there were some gems oh
1: yeah for sure. Well, one of those gems is catfish, I would say. And actually, this is my one and only episode of catfish that I've ever seen. (laughs) But I'll go ahead and give you some background of catfish if maybe you don't know what that is. Actually, catfish started as a documentary in 2010. I actually watched the the documentary very randomly. I was just like flipping through Netflix documentaries that were recommended. This was several months ago. It kind of drew me in because it was basically saying like the host of Catfish and like where everything started was through this documentary. So it's with Neve Shulman is his name. I think I'm pronouncing his last name, right? I did. I forgot to check if the documentary is still on Netflix. I forgot to do that. So you'll have to check it out and see the documentary is very interesting because it is different than what you would probably think he's talking about about being catfished. But that documentary was released in 2010. And then the Catfish TV show started in 2012. And there are now eight seasons, so pretty good. Man, people are still getting catfished. It's true. It's sad, but it's true. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Well, the specific episode that I'm talking about is season eight, episode 28, aired December 22nd, 2020, so pretty recently, and you will see how recent it is because the show opens with Neve on a Zoom call. Mm. It is him and his, I guess, I, again, I've never seen the show before. I knew Neve was on it because of the documentary. I knew that he's kind of like the creator of all of this. He has a duo, I guess, I don't know, um, a fellow investigator named Cammy. And so the show opens with them on a Zoom call. And just a side note I thought was really funny, Cammy. Happened to mention that Neve was on Dancing with the Stars, which oh, yeah, I had no right. idea. And spoiler, he was runner-up of season twenty-eight. Oh wow, I had no Good clue. Yeah, they they yeah. mentioned it in passing, and I was like, huh, I wonder how he did. And yeah, he apparently almost won. So. He obviously did something right. So it opens with a sign of the times. It is 2020. So they are on Mm -hmm. Zoom talking about their latest case that they've gotten. So they got an email from someone who says that his friend he believes is being catfished. Well, the email uh, composer (laughs) is named Russell Hance for any... (laughs) <laughs> for any Survivor fans out there, Russell Hance, I'm sure you know, is from Survivor Samoa and Heroes vs. Villains and Redemption Island. And spoiler, he was also on Australian Survivor. So we open with an email from Russell Hantz. He has emailed Neve basically saying, I have this friend that I've known for a long time. And several months ago, I received flirty messages from this girl named Julia. And later on, it kind of just like fell out like it wasn't anything serious. And she basically flirted and then they like just stopped talking. Well, he found out a few months later that his friend is now talking to this Julia and that they've been talking for four months now. Only text, no calls, no video chat, whatever. They've never met before. And... He talks about, you know, he's very concerned and knows that how being in a reality show can put you in a vulnerable position for people trying to basically, you know, either con you or they just want to know somebody who's like a D list celebrity kind of thing. It was funny. This is also a side note. So they read the email talk about that. And they decide to email Russell back and ask him to zoom with them. Russell zooms Neve and Cammie. And I thought it was like a little weird that he wore like a Russell Hant show. Like that's his YouTube channel slash podcast network. And I was like, okay, like, are you, like, actually concerned or are you just wanting, like, publicity on MTV? I don't know. It was a little sketchy to me. What an odd way to try to get it. Yeah. he would do And it. they even pointed out, because they were like, oh, what does your shirt say? <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's the mm-hmm. Russell Hand show. But mm-hmm. anyway, I digress. So he it's funny too if you watch survivor russell is definitely a polarizing figure either people love him or they hate him i am in one of those camps but he (laughs) refers to himself as a three-time contestant i mean i assume he would have done australian survivor by the time of this filming so i guess maybe he pretends that doesn't exist i don't know Three time contestant on Survivor and two time fan favorite is how he classifies himself. Which is absurd,
0: but that's beside (laughs) the point.
1: Well, do you have an inkling on who his friend might be?
0: I have an idea only because we've talked about one catfish person. Okay. So I'm assuming that's who this is gonna be, but if it is, I had no idea that they even knew each other. <laughs>
1: right. I couldn't remember if we had talked about this or not, so that helps. Okay. So Russell's friend that he's believed he believes is being catfished is Michael Cowboy Ellis from Big Brother season five. It's definitely a throwback if you haven't seen a lot of earlier seasons of Big Brother. He's definitely a big figure, I would say. Mm -hmm. He does well on his first season and then he comes back as a potential returnee on All Stars but does not give enough votes to go into the house. So there's that. But he was fan favorite on his, his season on Big Brother and Russell basically says that he and Michael at the moment live in Houston and that they met through like charity events for reality shows and that they've known each other for like 10 years now. So he considers Michael to be a pretty close friend. He goes into all the details about, like I said earlier, about how he spoke to Julia first and then later on Michael says that he is really into her and Basically, Michael has told him that he is like ready to be serious with this girl, like, is planning to uproot his life and like wanting to move. Closer to her. And he's never heard her voice. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so Neve and Cammy decide, you know, they're going to help him out. So Russell calls Michael and basically says, hey, I'm concerned as a friend about your relationship. I, instead of talking to you about it, I have called MTV. <laughs> <laughs> as you do. <laughs> right. Naturally. And it's only because I care about you that I really want <laughs> to see what happens so michael ends up joining the zoom call so it's michael russell cammy and neve and michael says yeah that's fine if you want to confirm that she's real i believe that she's real and uh i appreciate you caring like he wasn't upset or anything which is good i guess Uh, So then Russell leaves the call and he never comes back. So they're now just with Michael, cowboy. I don't know how you want me to refer to him. Either way, I guess. They call him Michael on the show, but Mm -hmm. it's a little confusing because he's cowboy on Big Brother. (laughs) Well, Michael talks about he is now 39 years old. He has three children. He's legally married but is getting divorced. Mm. Yeah. So he basically went through like his past year of 2020 was really rough because uh, his ex-wife broke up with him through text message. And then his mother passed away in January and COVID hit. And then their marriage split. And then he met Julia in the summer. Mm. And so that's just kind of, like, been his turnaround. That's what's made him so happy. Julia lives in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And, like I said, Michael lives in Houston, But Michael has said now that his mother has passed away, he is open to moving closer to Julia and Myrtle Beach, presumably. It was interesting because he did say they met in July, which actually was two weeks after his separation from his wife. He got a Facebook message request basically saying like I'm a big fan and just like kind of started talking it's kind of random to me that like I guess people look at their Facebook (laughs) requests Facebook message requests like to me like Instagram DM or maybe like Twitter DM I would not think about Facebook DM being a source of communication for celebrities but anyway I guess a word for them. So they've been talking for about three and a half months. And like I said, he already has three children who are, he said they're pretty much grown. So I assume they're probably teenagers. Maybe they're out of the house. Julia wants to have four kids. So he okay. says he's open to that, to having more kids with her. So he starts talking about Julia. She is 28 and loves kids. She and Michael are both religious. So that's like a big deal for him. And apparently Julia said that she wanted to become a nun, but she wanted children. So she decided to take a different path. One big like takeaway was that she has said she's a virgin which Michael says is a different... He's handling this relation differently than he would with others because she is a virgin. So that's been different for him.
0: Well, I mean, sorry, but how are you even going to do that when you haven't heard her voice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it gets a little crazier. Okay. He did admit that they
1: have gotten on the phone once. It was very short oh. and okay. she had a very soft voice. Mm-hmm. So he was a A little, like, not really sure about that and said... Really, his only concern is, you know, when he asked to do video chats or call or anything, she has some kind of excuse, like she's working or she's tired or can't right now, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, Neve and Cammie are like, well, do you think she's the kind of person who just wants to talk to reality show people and that she doesn't care about you kind of thing? Or they speculate, is Julia the one who's in the pictures And maybe it would be kind of like, yes, you're talking to someone named Julia, but she doesn't look like that photo. You know, you know how, like, there's, like, different versions of catfish, you know, in different situations. And, you know, he says, like, he doesn't matter about looks... And he hopes that she is who she says she is because he really likes her.
0: Well, yeah. the The problem is never if they look like this, I won't be with them. The problem is that they lied about what they look like. Yeah, to with. right. So Neve and Cammy
1: then pull out what if this is your ex-wife since it was two weeks after your breakup and he was basically he kind of looked like i didn't even think about that but he said that would be the most hurtful is that if it was his ex-wife which Uh. i mean i would think i would feel the same way
0: well also if it were the ex-wife that means that she was flirting with russell too right (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true Well, so
1: they get off the phone, the Zoom call with Michael, and basically cammy and neve are in like investigator mode but it's different now because it's all through the internet and it's all through zoom calls so Mm -hmm. their speculation is that she is a catfish in some way and they said you know we kind of think it may be the ex-wife since the timeline is a little suspicious they get michael's facebook login in order to see her entire profile and they end up kind of like their usual stuff this is what i hear people that this is a usual thing they do on catfish it's like the reverse (laughs) google search to basically see if this photo is attached to something else like you took this this jpeg or getty image or whatever and said it was you even though it's not Right. That came back inconclusive or mm. came back as the photos that she had were legit photos. They were not online somewhere else. Then they found okay. a community college basketball team photo that said Julia and said her age that correlated with Michael's information. And then there was a separate newspaper article which also talked about Julia and had a photo of her that looks like her from the Facebook photos. Oh, wow. So kind of, you know, it's looking like it's a little legit. But Cami still speculates that this is a fake version in some way and that someone is pretending to be Julia. Like maybe they're, that's not actually Julia, but they're like, I'm going to catfish as my friend kind of deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So then they find out that julia has another facebook account and that she has two mutual friends now <sighs> again if you are part of the cbs reality world then you will know who these people are callen i don't know if you can guess who these two people are off the top of your head but i'm about to drop it <laughs>
0: okay because they're that they're, they're that random
1: yes most definitely so she's facebook friends with james Zinkand from big brother nine Crazy James, as he's known, the guy who had pink hair. Oh,
0: my gosh. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then James Hewling from Big Brother 17 and 18, the guy who does all the pranks.
0: Oh. Yes. Love some James, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, apparently really into James. names. (laughs) names. <laughs> I only like one of those. Species, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll l- let you guess who you think it is. But Neve and Cammy message, Facebook message both of them and basically say, hey, we're trying to figure out the identity of this girl. And we see that you are Facebook friends with her. We would love some information. In the meantime... They look up her phone number that's attached to her social media and basically went on this website that looks at what Facebook profiles are connected with that number. And it came up a different Facebook account that was attached to her phone number. And it was Chris 10, like Chris 10 last name. Oh, So they're like, well, that's bizarre. So they message this Kristen girl and basically ask like, you know, where the whole spiel you know we're on catfish trying to figure out everything all right so back to the two james from big brother people james hewling calls neve and they end up connecting and they zoom and cammy and neve question him about julia james says that they've been talking for a while texted for a while had a flirtatious relationship and actually shared explicit photos (gasps) If you remember, Michael has not, they have not been involved in, for at least what he tells us, obviously, they have not been involved in any type of sharing explicit photos or sexting or anything like that.
0: Yeah, she was going to be a nun. Right. Right. (laughs) So,
1: he kind of dropped that bomb, and then he said that the last time they talked was, like, a couple weeks ago. So, that was, like, some dirty information that we got there
0: (laughs) from... This girl loves her some random AF exactly cbs reality stars okay it's true no shade to any of these people but it's like these are some interesting choices she's making
1: yes because you know these are you know respectable looking gentlemen they are right i would say an older demographic than her age yeah
0: And also... Like, and
1: fathers. Correct. Fathers and...
0: Divorce, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I would say they're not known for their looks on the show. Right. They were the heartthrob of the season. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Because if you watch Big Brother, there are definitely a lot of those people who were cast and you were like, wow, you were cast because of your, like, stone-hard abs and yeah your good looking face
0: whatever you can sell sugar bear hair after this (laughs) on instagram right
1: exactly (laughs) you know
0: yeah so you know more power to her
1: uh unfortunately we never hear from james from big brother nine i'm not surprised yeah he seems like he's kind of not involved i guess in some of the social media world okay also a side note they showed like a, like, uh, James from James Hewling, they showed his Facebook profile and it says that he was running for mayor at the time.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. So I was
1: very confused about that. And I'm like, is this another like publicity thing? Like he's like, oh, maybe I can get some people involved to like go vote for me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably. I don't know how that works. But anyways, the James information has been given. The ball has been dropped on that information. They end up getting in contact with Chris Tin, the one whose phone number is connected with this Facebook account. They contact her over the phone, like she ends up giving her her phone number, and she says that she is Julia's sister and that they live together, but she says, like, we don't watch reality TV, like, she was confused about like Big Brother and Survivor and all that. So she was confused why she was messaging all these people, but she said she would talk to Julia to see if she could help like clear up this whole debacle. I'm suspicious of Kristen. Right. And so afterwards, <laughs> after that phone call, Cammy and Neve kind of speculate That they think Kristen may be posing as Julia. Yeah. Because also, she does have a very soft voice whenever they talk to her on the phone. And Mm -hmm. then the telephone number is connected to her Facebook account and not to Julia's. So that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My favorite part of the episode, besides the ending, of course, to reveal what actually happened... Neve, I assume this is before commercial break. Neve says, quote, this just went from an episode of Big Brother to Oh Brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, it was so good. I was like, wow, that's impressive.
0: That was a good, good line Yes, they had there. We need to take
1: notes from him. <laughs> so we come back after the commercial break, we presume. And basically they summarize... What's kind of sketchy about this whole situation with James and sending explicit photos, talking to him a couple weeks ago, Kristen's number being attached, and how she says they don't watch reality TV. So they decide to Zoom Michael again, and Neve basically summarizes again what they've found. So he shows him the newspaper article from the basketball team that shows that Julia's picture from the article is Julia from Facebook photo. So he was happy about that, that basically her Facebook photo is the same Julia as this basketball photo. However, they were like, well, we have some other speculation that makes us question and said about the phone number being connected to Kristen. And he says he knows who Kristen is and knows that that's her sister that they live with. And he even mentions like she talks about all the time how they enjoy watching the challenge and big brother together
0: well there's a lie
1: right and then they were like well she told us that they don't watch reality tv but she does have a soft voice and they were kind of like we think that she's posing as julia mm-hmm. of course he doesn't believe that but they go on and It's unfortunate that it had to happen this way, but they tell Michael about the James conversation and say he told us that they talked a couple weeks ago and that they have shared photos in the past, explicit photos, and Michael was, of course, surprised and hurt, and he cries, which was really sad, and said, you know, this is why I want honesty in relationships. And that's why I don't want to date fans is because this seems to happen. So that was hurtful to watch. All right. So now we're getting to the nitty gritty. Neve and Michael both text Julia and say, hey, we want to talk to you. And basically like you owe it to Michael to talk to him kind of thing to clear the air. And Neve asked to zoom with her to confirm her identity. And she says yes. So she gets on the zoom call and it opens to like a black screen. Like it looks like somebody is holding like a piece of clothing over the camera. Of course. It's gotta be and you know right then there's like so much dramatic music and it's like we're about yeah. to hit you with something. <laughs> so she does talk and she says, hey, it's me julia it was funny because you can see cammy chat to neve saying she has a soft voice it's kind of like kristen's voice that they heard and uh so neve is like well we're trying to confirm your identity, so can you take, can you show us what you look <laughs> like? Like, can you take whatever yeah. this is off your camera? She is like, well, I'm concerned and nervous, and I'm concerned what you will think of me. And Michael's like very soft-spoken. He's like, I'm, I don't judge anybody. I, I just want to know <laughs> you are <or> you. <laughs> Again, intense music, goes to commercial. (laughs) We come back, intense music, and then we see the cloth get taken away from the camera. (laughs) And it's Julia. Oh. So, the girl in the video is the same girl from Facebook profile and from the basketball article. And so, Neve is kind of like, okay, well, like, what's up with you? Like, not wanting to share... Like with us originally, what you look like, and especially with Michael, like what's your reasoning for not wanting to video chat with him? And she says basically she has a hard time opening up. She says something along the lines of, I've been holding something back from you, and I'm scared that you'll be disappointed in me. And she admits that she's dated women in the past, and she's scared that he will like judge her or something. Then neve asks her, like, Well, have you been dating other people while you have been Talking to Michael, and she says no, that she's been faithful to him, that they've agreed to be exclusive or whatever. And Michael returns the conversation with saying, you know, he respects everything about their relationship and that he has been with other women who are bisexuals and who have been with women and men. And so he is kind of, I guess, not really taken aback by it. He was like, oh, okay, I wish you would have just told me from the beginning because, yeah. you know, I would have respected that. Well, Cammy then goes into the James relationship And she says, well, I think we need to talk about this because there's a lot of confusion and hurt emotions from what was found. She says that she started talking to him a couple years ago and that they started flirting. And that's whenever the explicit photos were shared. And then it's kind of just like died down over the past year or so. And now that they're just friends and they casually talk. She says that she talked to him recently, and they just catch up, kind of like, hey, what you been up to? Very, like, shallow, like, you know, just catching up with an acquaintance kind of thing. So there's that. Nave then asks, well, are you obsessed with reality stars? Like, we're seeing this trend where you've talked to to at least four reality contestants and seem to be flirtatious. And she says, you know, I enjoy watching reality TV. It's, but it, it all comes with casual flirtation and basically just curious to know this person and talk about the show. But she says you know, Michael has become more serious and that they talk about more serious topics. And she sees him more as someone she cares about than like an acquaintance of a reality star. So Julia then opens up and says the reason why she's very like keeps herself at a distance from Michael and other people, she opens up about being assaulted several years ago. Mm. And so that's made her very cautious of men and very fearful to open up with guys that she's with. And so she takes Mm -hmm. things super slowly in relationships. So I do appreciate MTV. I feel like handled it well. I hate (laughs) that... I don't really know how catfish works. Like if people know what's going to be talked about on TV, whatever. Right. But they did include information on people who have had an experience with assault and need assistance. So they gave like the abuse hotline and shared things like that. So I appreciate that they did that. Yeah. But then Cammie kind of goes into, well, do you see yourself dating Michael? Or is it like the other reality stars and you are just casually flirting and want to be friends with him? And she says, no, I think of him romantically and want to get to know him. And she admits that she in the past when she's like met guys online that they've questioned if she was catfishing because she's scared to like video chat or to call so she admitted Mm -hmm. that so you know that's helpful but she says she's very curious and anxious to meet michael in person and wants to go on a date with him in person so all in all you know they say they're gonna meet up in person and go on a date so that kind of ended the zoom call right there there's like a basically like a I guess like an update text box that says uh, Julie and Michael are still talking daily, but due to a COVID spike, they have not been able to see each other in person. Right. Well, I did my own digging because you can't trust everything that you read, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious just for my own. I mean... (laughs) Personally, I've never been to Cowboy's Twitter account. So it's like, well, might as well do it today. (laughs) So it's really funny because his Twitter account, other than like recent tweets from like the last few months, like since this aired, he had not tweeted since August of 2016. Oh, he
0: was taking advantage of that. yeah.
1: Yeah. And then the next tweet that he had was December 18th, 2020. And he posts basically like, you know, like a note photo from your phone. Yeah. He says, hello, friends, fans, and family. I am choosing to put out a statement in regards to the bashing articles and comments I'm reading on social media. First, I am a person that chooses to keep my family life private. However, I see now I must defend myself by speaking the truth. Number one, I am on Catfish, which airs December 22nd. A, yes, I'm legally married, yet have been separated for a while. No, I did." Not cheat on my wife. She was my best friend. B. Divorce papers are in hand. My soon to be ex wife and I have been and are civil in regards to our separation and choice of upcoming divorce. C. In regards to my arrest for, quote, beating up my son, end quote, yes, I was arrested and released with no charges. My son and I are fine, doing well, and are close. And last, I'm excited about my future and I'm very happy with my life. I hope you'll tune into Catfish on MTV. Following the airing, I will be going live on Russell Hantz's show on YouTube to discuss the episode. Please be kind to one another and God bless. Sincerely, Michael Cowboy Ellis. So he shares that December eighteenth, twenty twenty, and then he like basically retweets a ton of stuff from MTV promoting the episode. Mm-hmm. Then December twenty first and December twenty fourth, twenty twenty, he posts beach like. A beach photo and then like a beach video if you remember mm-hmm. julia's in myrtle beach south carolina so people kind of speculate that whole deal so we see the beach photos from myrtle beach south carolina presumably doesn't say but we assume that's what it was And he tweets out a Merry Christmas to Julia. She is great. She makes me happy. That kind of deal. Then if you go to Julia's Twitter, she posts a picture of herself with Michael. Mm. Girl, he is looking rough. But I will send you the photo as well. That kind of confirms that Michael and Julia did meet in person. And it looks like they spent Christmas together. Okay. So then we see on Twitter on January 20th, 2021, the it couple, Julia and Michael, have broken up. No. (laughs) Again, he posts a note from his... Actually, it looks like, actually, now that I'm looking at it, it looks like almost like a screenshot from like a Facebook post. I don't know. Anyway, he says, quote, so I wanted to let everyone know I am single and not ready to mingle. Julia and I mutually decided to be friends. She may not been my slam dunk, but she will be someone else's slam dunk one day. I am blessed to have the experience I had. What is this verbiage? (laughs) Slam dunk you know I am blessed to have the experience I had I learned a lot I'm going to focus on me and my family thank you all for the support love you all and god bless so sadly it looks like they have broken up after the MTV catfish and after they spent Christmas together so
0: man unfortunate it's like as soon as we were invested they broke up right <laughs> like we couldn't even enjoy it <laughs> we couldn't even enjoy it for what
1: like it premiered on the 20th December 22nd so So all like barely a month, not even a month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what can you do? Wow. Hope the best for Cowboy Ellis and hope the best for for Julia out there. Maybe they can find each other's slam dunk.
0: I hope that they can get that dunk. Um, (laughs) What a ride. And even if you don't know who any of these CBS (laughs) people were, I feel like that would be interesting because this is just crazy. I'm really honestly floored that Julia was real. Right. Seemed to be like kind of legit.
1: Yeah. It was... Yeah. It was a little suspect there.
0: Yeah. Now, do we know, like, is Kristen for real then? Like, were those two different people? Do they have just a very similar voice?
1: I guess they have a very similar voice. I mean, she said that Kristen is her sister and okay. when they asked her about like what's this about you don't watch reality tv she said well i assume that she was just trying to stick up for me in case something was happening i guess to kind of like get people off of her case kind of like <laughs> <Okay>. deal <laughs> i don't know and about the phone number she had said like she had to create a new account uh that she was like locked out of her previous facebook account or something right okay so
0: i don't know that That's just still odd to me because just in regards to the reality show thing, it's just like, let's say that we were in this situation, and somebody messaged you, like, would your instinct be, no, Callan does not watch (laughs) Big Brother or Survivor or any of those shows? Yeah. It's just, that's an odd, like, an odd thing to lie about, Mm -hmm. an odd defense, you know, so. Yeah. Interesting. Again, I've never seen an
1: episode of Catfish, so I don't know if this is common to where they kind of have threads and then they're (laughs) kind of, like, released. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I'm also, in a way, I have some, I have some respect for Julia because I have definitely been known to DM some celebrities in the past. Now, I am not usually being flirty, and <laughs> I'm, I'm. Who are you DMing, Callan? I can pull them <laughs> up if anyone's interested. But usually, I'm like being funny or sure. like I'll reply to something knowing that they're never gonna see it. Like it's just entertaining to me. Yeah, but. I've never gotten a response from like an actual person worth telling anyone (laughs) like oh wow they responded, you know. Right. And so I'm impressed that she was like four different people from CBS shows. She was like friend Facebook friends with and had like communicated with her. Now, would these be the people that I was picking? (laughs) To message and hoping that or something. No. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. I it probably is. And are you using Facebook Messenger? No, but I'll start. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> I usually stick to Instagram for my DMs. Right. I feel like it's a little more kosher, legit. I don't know, but you know. Now I'm I'm intrigued. I'm just impressed with Julia. So it's, this is very interesting. It's true.
1: Yeah. Her track record's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Well, I hate that yeah. it, it didn't work out, but I hope he gets his slam dunk, yeah, me too. He seems like a good guy, you know, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's sad to me, like, having seen season five, I actually watched that season last year. It's sad to me that he and his wife got a divorce. I assume it's the same wife he had when he was on Big Brother. He seemed to really love her, so I hate that didn't work out. Yeah. But, oh, well, hopefully he's on to better things.
1: Exactly. But yeah, if you're interested in watching the show, I did basically tell you everything that happened. But if you want to see how it all shakes out then you can watch it. I was a little confused because, you know, the the MTV Viacom CBS merger deal to make Paramount Plus to where CBS All Access is gone. For some reason, I could not find Catfish show, like the Catfish show on paramount plus it was on hulu Hmm. yeah so uh that's actually where i watched that episode of michael and julia was on hulu and it looked like all of this like there were several episodes on there so it looks like all of the episodes from that season are there i don't know if it will remain on hulu for a short time and then move over to paramount plus i don't really understand how all that stuff works but if you're curious definitely check it out because it's a whirlwind
0: (laughs) It's worth seeing this cast of characters. Oh yeah, like, Cowboy's worth seeing for sure. Yeah, we haven't even dived into his crazy oh, my story goodness. on the brother. Yes. Like that's a whole other <laughs> woo. Yeah, let us know if you want to hear that. We'll be happy to explain. Or you can go watch season five of Big Brother because mm-hmm. it's a wild time. It's a good one. It is. He's lived quite a life, let me tell you. That's true. So this is just par for the course. But yeah, that was awesome. And I am so intrigued that he and Russell are friends. I'm really, <laughs> uh, there's just a lot to this that is getting me. So <laughs> I'm thing. glad that you shared. I've only seen like. One or two episodes of Catfish since it's been on, mm-hmm. you know, just randomly watching. So I appreciated this. It's nice to just get that summary from you, and something like this is kind of more fun being told like through someone else rather than I watching hope so. it for yourself. Yeah, you know? that
1: if you're really not interested in watching it, but you want to hear us random people talk about it, you know, that's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, it's fun. We can give you these random facts about the other people involved yeah so. exactly very fun well i'm definitely gonna go look everyone up on a social media now yes <laughs>
1: you definitely should even if you don't watch the season or the episode i should say you know it's kind of fun to put faces with names
0: yeah you've got to google image them at least and i would recommend pulling up a clip of cowboy because mm-hmm. he has a very thick oklahoma accent and you really just need the whole picture right well thank you so much i liked the the one episode education i might steal that idea in the future yeah
1: go for it i mean it's been fun it was a good time all right well thank you so much to everyone out there friends and catfish alike We appreciate your support. Like we mentioned earlier, let us know what you think and give us any drink recommendations, especially if you have any tequila-based drink recommendations. I would appreciate that. We would love to connect with you on all of our socials and email. And if you feel like it and you want to leave a rating and a review and go ahead and subscribe, then that would be awesome as well. We would really love that. Until next time, I'm Anna. I'm Callan. This started as an episode of Big Brother, but now... It's Oh Brother.